Welcome to Beautifully Bloomed, the podcast where we explore how to break you out of the box of rules and beliefs that are holding you back from the life you're meant to live. I'm your host, Rebecca Turvo. Join me as I share mindset tools, coaching conversations, and human design to help you uncover your unique gifts and create the life, relationships, and business you desire. I'm so excited that you're here on the very first episode of my podcast, Beautifully Bloomed. I've purposely chosen my guest today, Karen Gillen, because she was my first life and business coach who helped me to really break free of some of the rules that were really holding me back in my life and my business. So Karen Gillen is a life and business coach for entrepreneurs and coaches who are stepping up into the leadership of their own business and creating a business they love. She helps them hone in on the gifts they bring to the table, break free from any rules in the way and do it all with more ease and fun. Now enjoy my interview with Karen Gillen. So welcome, Karen. I'm so happy to have you here on the launch of my new podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I would not miss it. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Awesome. I just want to point out that you and I met because I hired you as my first actual life coach. I mean, after I became a life coach, you Mm -hmm. were the first life coach I hired. And I found you through another program I was in. You were like a coach over there. And I was really drawn to your energy. So um, I don't know where that was in your coaching career, but I was like a one-on-one client for a while. Mm-hmm. That was right. I, that was right at one of the shifts in my career right at that time. Really? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You were switching from weight coaching because mm-hmm. I didn't hire you for weight coaching. And I remember mm-hmm. telling you I'm not working on my weight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's great. <laughs> I know. So yes, now I remember that it was right at that shifting point. So, so yeah, and I wanted to have you as one of my first guests because, because you made such an impact in allowing me to be me in my business, which is something I didn't think was possible. I was trying to follow a bunch of rules yeah, and all those things. (laughs) That's like the best thing anyone could ever say to a life coach. You help me be more me. (laughs) I'm like, this is amazing. And now it's funny because because of your example, this is kind of what I help people do in my own way, right? Through Mm -hmm. tools I have that are different than yours. But it's so amazing. And I'm so happy. Like this kind of led me down the path and you just allowed me to be me. And I'm so grateful for that. So that's why I thought it was perfect that you come on as my actually, I think you're first, you're going to be the first guest, but you're going to be Yay. the first one because it's so important. Um, and so I just wanted to talk about first, like, how did you make this decision to switch from I know you were a therapist, that was mm-hmm. something else that I was drawn to about you is you had this very like calming <laughs> presence. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I had been to therapy before um, grief therapy and stuff. But I just thought, Oh, a life coach has that therapist background. So what mm-hmm. what made you switch between therapy and life coaching? And how did that decision go for you? Yeah, so for starters, I became a therapist because when I was 22 or 23, and I decided to be a life coach, I was like, well, maybe not. Like, maybe that's not real. The more research I did, because that was probably 15 years ago. And then I was like, okay, I'll become a therapist. And I went through school and got my mind around the fact like, okay, I'm going to be a really good therapist. And then I went and did it for a year and a half. And then my husband and I took our honeymoon, which was like, six months long we kind of went all over the world so Mm -hmm. I was out there getting a lot of perspective and 
the first country we went to was Australia. And I went to the used bookstores and I bought all these books like about therapy. It's like, I'm missing something. Everybody knows more than I do. I don't have the like basics because my undergrad was in business and recreation. I was like, mm. I must be missing something. Like there's something other people know that I don't like, because it never <laughs> felt right. Yeah. So I've got like nine used books about all sorts of therapy modalities <laughs> in my bag. And I'm reading and reading and reading, spending my honeymoon reading these books. And then we went to a couple more countries. And then one night I was sitting on a bed in our hotel room on an island in Thailand. Koh Lanta was the island. And it was like, it just washed over me. And I was like, oh, and it like landed in my body. Oh, it's not fair for them. And it's not fair for me. Like, it's not fair for me to expect clients who want a therapist to be mm. trying to do life coaching. And it's not fair for me to show up and try to do therapy when I want to be coaching. Oh, interesting. So then it just was like, okay, what's next? Where do I go? How do I train? What do I do here? And I've never done therapy again. So you did it for a year and a half before mm -hmm. your honeymoon. Mm -hmm. And then you just decided, nope. Nope. Well, I couldn't do it. I couldn't go back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. So that's so exciting that you made the decision in Thailand. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. six months. Wow. What a honeymoon that was. I know <laughs> that was, that was a good planning. <laughs> Who hears of six month honeymoons? <laughs> I love that. Mm -hmm. So like, what was the process like though of, so it was fine to just start a business? Like it, did it feel scary to you? Or I remember you saying you came from an entrepreneurial background though. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah. There was my mom and dad have a have a marine shop that now my brother and his wife run. My grandpa had a department store with my grandma. My other grandma had commercial realty and a store and a tour <laughs> business. Like wow. everybody's got businesses. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. so it was normal for me to think in terms of business. As a therapist, I also had a private practice on the side of my um, nonprofit job. So I had, you know, a little okay. bit figured out from that. And yeah, it was just, we're going to do this thing. I'm going to figure it out. We just landed back in California. I went into training. And when I got back to Oregon, where we live, I basically was a life coach and I was full-time. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> so yes. Um, Cause some people have a real fear of doing that, but if you didn't grow up with a lot of entrepreneurs around you, you don't necessarily have the support <laughs> to start, mm -hmm. a, you know, it's like, yeah, you aren't sure, sure what, what to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like crazy. And people around you think you're kind of crazy sometimes, right? When you're starting things, when you don't have that entrepreneurial background support. So that is really cool. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. It's because mm -hmm. I never questioned having a business. Yeah. Other people never questioned me having a business. So they still like, questioned you? No. Oh, nobody questioned you? Uh -uh. Oh. Not about being a business. It was like, of course you're doing that. Oh, right. That's what I'm saying. Like I had grew up in a different kind of a background. So um, I don't feel like I had that kind of support available. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, of course yeah. you should go have your own business. The certainty wasn't there. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. It feels different to me when you have that support. So I love that. Mm -hmm. um, and even the fact that I was a CPA and I had done that for years and that still didn't mean anybody trusted me. <laughs> And having my own business, yeah. which I think is fascinating, right? Mm -hmm. So then I remember this part that we kind of touched on where you were a weight coach at first, and it sounds like you were a weight coach for quite a few years. 
yeah. before you switched and what, what happened in that process or why did you switch? Yeah. Well, I've been a coach for 10 and a half years, but there were a number mm -hmm. of years where I ended up um, in restaurants. I was general managing and then I was doing project management. I always had clients on the side. I was always blogging. Okay. I was still sending newsletters. Um, it was when I had my daughter, she's five and a half now that it was like, Oh, this is like, this doesn't really get to be a hobby anymore. I don't have the same kind of free time I used to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Babies so, do that. <laughs> yeah. So it got really serious when she showed up and in my human design, this is kind of interesting in the, our family Penta between my husband, my daughter and I, when she yeah. came into our family, that's when kind of either the ability to make more money or like money or wealth or revenue came in. I don't know how to say it right. Cause I don't know enough about human design, yes. but like she brought, she definitely brought something into my, into my chart. For she me. brought a strength. Mm -hmm. She brought a strength probably. Yeah. That's very fascinating how that our yeah. energies work together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So at this point, I don't even remember your original question, but. Oh, I was just talking, we were talking about how you switched from weight coaching and you said that you had been a coach for 10 and a half years. And then I think your daughter was born. Was mm -hmm. that it? Yeah, yeah. So she was born. I got really serious about the weight coaching. And I got to the point where I was at multiple six figures in that business. I'd already left my yeah. corporate job. And I looked at my client roster and everybody had come to me for business coaching or like life and business coaching, coaching yes. for the entrepreneur. And it was then that it kind of hit me in this really clear way. Like, Oh, of course, like this is the thing that, um, I've always talked about, like, all I want to talk about is business family dinners. We get yeah. to talk about business. Like my parents <laughs> table kind of felt like the HR department, like <laughs> it's all business yeah. all the time. And that's really my happy place. And so I hadn't yes. really identified that that's actually something not everybody thinks about or thinks about all the time. Yeah. So weight coaching came into effect when you thought, well, this would be a good niche. Is that kind of the thought process when you're mm -hmm. like, Hey, everybody needs to lose weight or, you know, was yeah. that the thought process? Yeah. And it was a thing for me too. It was just the, that struggle to be free from like food and body stuff. I really yeah. wanted that for me. And then once I created that, I, I wanted other people to have it. And it seems like, Oh, that's a good business idea. But the, but what I really wanted to do was be in business and love business and talk business. Yeah. And I didn't put it together that that was actually what I could be doing. Yeah. I think that's, it's interesting how we come through to finally getting who we, who we truly are. Right. It's like, yeah. To, that's the same with the grief coaching with me. It's mm -hmm. like, well, I went through this. I can help other yep. people. It's like almost you get stuck in the thing you like mm -hmm. had the transformation in. Yeah. And after a while, it's not the fulfilling thing anymore, but it's hard yeah. to kind of move past it sometimes. So yes, it's okay to switch. <laughs> That's okay like the switch. whole message, right? It's okay. Yeah. We're allowed. It's okay to change your mind as long as you're moving closer to who you are as opposed yes. to further away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like some off the wall thing you've never done before. And all of a sudden it's like, well, I'll try that. I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's so funny, right? Um, so what do you do now then? I know we talked about how you're in business coaching and stuff, but like, what is your kind of secret sauce now in your business? How do you help people? It's a good question. And one I've actually been working on a lot for myself, how do yeah. I talk about this thing that I do? And okay. um, well, tell us what you're working on. <laughs> I'm really starting to look at, and this is something I've always said is business is a healing modality. 
Mm. Of course, here comes the entrepreneur therapist part of me. Yeah. But if we can do our businesses in a way that is self-healing for us, increases our alignment, like what exactly what you're talking about, then what are we, like our capacity for holding space for our clients to do that same sort of thing. And this is true for restaurants too. Like you can do this in any business. Yeah. How can we hold space to have healing opportunities, healing relationships, healing transactions for the people that we serve. And so like in the work that we do, it's like beyond aligned business. It's not just like, Oh, we're going to say it's win, 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 but like, no, we're going to mean it this time. (laughs) We're really going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. We're not going to show up with our childhood baggage and put that on our clients. We're going to be, we're going to take care of ourselves. We're going to be emotional adults. We're going to do this in a way that actually works for us. Not just in the way that somebody said you should do it. And then we're going to hold space for our clients to do that same thing, which I think is exactly what I do. Yes. So it's like you, like as a coach, I need support Mm -hmm. and you as a coach, you need support in order so we can be better for our clients. Right. I mean, in whatever way it is that we do that in our businesses, Mm -hmm. I do. And you know, when you said it's a healing modality, I felt this like in my body, I felt when you said that, like, Uh uh-huh like healing what it's like show up in a business and you'll find every single issue that you ever had in your life comes up (laughs) when you're trying to run your own business I've noticed this and then it's up to us to to answer the invitation like I think yeah we could choose to become yogis we could choose to become great meditation practitioners but like we've chosen business here we are doing our thing and all of our stuff will come up because we chose this I think it's a great opportunity yeah (laughs) It's and it's awesome in some ways when you can get used to the fact that we're just always going to be uncovering more stuff is what mm-hmm. I've learned. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm in the business of uncovering more stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be more. fine. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it ever ends, really. Truthfully, mm-hmm. so how did you know then when you settled into this current like? or maybe you're still in the process, but like, where does it settle for you that this is my, you know, this is what I want to do now. Like it, it's settled. You're not indecisive anymore. You're not like, well, maybe I should go back to weight coaching or maybe, you know, it's kind Mm of, does it feel like? It's solid. I don't think about like, is this the right niche? It's more like, what's the next layer here? Um, You know, you get to plan further out into the future. I think the creative ideas are more aligned with who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Grounded. And talking about alignment. So I'm curious when you found out, I I don't know when you found out what your human design was, but this is a tool I use in my business to help my clients now. And I love talking about it with the people who already know what their design is and have had some work on it or had a reading or whatever. So how did it really help you? And when, I don't know, when did you find out what your design was even? I don't even know that answer probably been a year and a half or so okay little maybe could have been hey okay so yeah yeah, so and then you you're a projector um Mm -hmm. and not everybody will know what that means who's listening but just so what did that open up for you as far as oh this is how that works or what did it change in your life to know what your human design was in some ways it changed everything Mm. because really yeah um yeah 
because it made sense of like everything that didn't work out in the past. If I looked at it through that lens was like, well, that makes sense now. And like things that don't work in my current situation or whatever, like that makes sense now. And the ways that certain things feel that makes sense now. And so it's like, there's this really clear explanation and I've done all the personality tests and all that stuff. I've never had an experience with anything like this. That was like, I'm a like grounded in my bones. Like, yes, this makes sense. Everybody needs to know it because (laughs) it creates freedom for us. Yeah. So rather than, rather than making myself wrong for showing up in a certain way, it's like, well, that just like based on my design, that makes total sense. And I'm not saying that from a, like, now I'm off the hook. I don't have to do anything. I'll just let my, let my life play out. (laughs) My design, like I'm still actively showing up in life, but how can I stay more in an energetic flow that fits me and doing that? I mean, everything's just gotten better. Exactly. Also, I know in human design, there's this thing about how you make decisions. So I'm curious Mm. if you really sank into that way that you make decisions, like how did that help to change anything for you? So much. So I feel like I'm lucky because of my decision-making strategy, because it's that (laughs) instant yes or no. I just get this gut hit and I'm like, yes or (sighs) no. And it's so like, so nice. And it's always been that way. I've always known that that's how I make decisions. But what I don't have to do anymore is the negotiation with myself after I get a really clear no about like, well, maybe I should go. Maybe I (laughs) should do whatever. It would be nice. Just like, I'm a no. Yeah. And I don't negotiate with my no's because my decision is clear. Yes. And when I can just hold with my decisions and stick to them, like my energy is better and I just feel better all the time. So even though- Yeah, sometimes I would want to do the things if I'm a clear no. I'm like I said no to going on a retreat to France, and I thought it was a great idea. I was like, really, no? (laughs) But I was a no. I know what you mean. And so you have this. So just for the people who are listening, there's seven different seven to nine, depending on who you um, follow. But ways of making decisions, and we're not all the same. So it's amazing that some of us are instant decision makers, and Mm -hmm. when you can trust that. Like I am, mine is not an instant decision making process. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I was an instant. You know what I mean? Like, isn't the grass always greener over there? But it's like, just when you really sink into what it is for you, it just feels so right. And, oh, and the thing you said earlier about making yourself wrong, like that is the thing. I, there's so many parts of me Mm -hmm. that was like, I used to think that was a bad thing. (laughs) Like, you know, we get conditioned or taught yeah we get taught a certain way and what you do when you're in your design might be different than what you were taught and a lot of times it is for many Mm -hmm. of us and it just gives you permission and it just feels good (laughs) it's like yeah oh I just get to be the way I really am isn't that amazing (laughs) (laughs) you know I don't have to like fight it or think I'm wrong like so many parts of that happened for me and when you said about the personality thing that reminded me about personality tests where you have to answer a bunch of questions, you know, lists and lists of questions. And I love this tool because it has nothing to do with questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just you don't have to great. rely on your thinking brain that might be tired or <laughs> I know. distracted. It's just like such an amazing tool and it's just so scientific. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love talking about this with you. So thank you for sharing your um, perspective on your design because it's super helpful. 
And so can Karen, can you tell us where can you be reached if listeners want to know more about your program or what you're offering? Um, yeah. Where can they reach you? I'm uh, KarenGillen.com and I'm at KarenGillen pretty much everywhere because mm -hmm. I have a unique enough name, um, <laughs> but it's C-A-R-Y-N-G-I-L-L-E-N. -L -L -E yes. Yes. And so if listeners go there, there's going to be something they can check out some kind yeah. of freebie probably freebies <laughs> yeah instagram's been fun lately yeah oh i'm learning about instagram too let's see about that i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> so thank you karen for joining me today i'm super happy that you're here and that you can um, celebrate my launch with me thank you so much and that was a clear yes to this it was a very easy yes <laughs> awesome if you enjoy listening to this podcast please go subscribe so that you get notified of all the future goodies that are coming along while you're there, please leave me a review and let me know what you think. So excited to share this with you and can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.